Hello, and welcome back to Black Summit's Market Commentary Podcast, where we explore current market dynamics and forces shaping global economic, geopolitical, and financial developments. My name is Eleni, and this is Ethan. Welcome back. For today's podcast, we will be talking about the role that ESG, which stands for Environmental, Social, and Governance, plays in today's markets, what they are, and how they came to be. First thing is for sure, there's a future in sustainability and companies will need to start accommodating to new expectations. You're right. We hear all the time about global warming. I think we are finally starting to see real plans for how things will be handled. Yes, countries are setting new ESG standards for companies. What is ESG? To first understand ESG, we must find the origins of it. Back in the 50s and 60s, several movements were created. Of those movements were the Black Power Movement, American Indian Movement, and the Green Power Movement, among others. What were the goals of these movements? They all forcefully pushed their campaigns for what they believed to improve the American way of life via protests and riots. They believed creating meaningful change in America was too slow only going through the process of government institutions and felt the need to speed it up. Methods other than protesting and rioting were thought to create such change. Of those methods was the thought of companies taking on what they call social responsibility. What is social responsibility? Milton Friedman, an American economist and educator, explained social responsibility as what some would call a necessary tax on corporations and spends the proceeds for social purposes. The exercise of social responsibility by businessmen was to be a quicker and surer way to solve pressing current problems. I know that the issue of social responsibility was hotly discussed in 1970. I read that Milton put the idea to rest in his New York Times article called The Social Responsibility of Business is to Increase Its Profits. Yes, I read that too. I like how he explained, there is one and only one social responsibility of business to use its resources and engage in activities designed to increase its profits so long as it stays within the rules of the game, which is to say, engages in open and free competition without deception fraud. Right, that makes sense. So the idea of social responsibility within a company was then put to rest. Yes, it wasn't until the United Nations came together in Rio de Janeiro in 1992 that the idea of social responsibility was revitalized. There, the UN created a treaty called Agenda 21, with its initial aim to achieve social sustainable development by 2000. The UN saw global warming as a threat to the near future of humanity and the need to improve efficiency towards altering that course was needed. Wow, that's interesting. I didn't know that they were talking about global warming that early. Yep. In 1997, the work done in Rio came into fruition by creating the Kyoto Protocol, with 192 countries pledging to limit and reduce greenhouse gas emissions in accordance with an agreed individual target. The Global Reporting Initiative 
was founded in Boston to help businesses take responsibility for their impacts by providing them with a global common language to communicate with those impacts. The concept of environmental, social, and corporate governance was then first mentioned in the United Nations, Who Cares Wins, Connecting Financial Markets to a Changing World 2004 report. The report discussed how the then Secretary General was tasked to develop guidelines and recommendations on how to better integrate environmental, social, and corporate governance issues in asset management, security, brokerage, services, and associated research functions. Since that report, environmental, social, and corporate governance has evolved and grew into what it is now. That is where we get our present-day ESG. So what then is the definition of ESG? Well, ESG stands for Environmental, Social, and Corporate Governance. Investopedia defines ESG as a criterion, a set of standards for a company's operations that socially conscious investors use to screen investments. What are the goals of ESG? The environmental criteria consider how a company performs conscious of nature. They judge how a company affects the environment via, for example, carbon gas emissions in the atmosphere. Automakers in the U.S. and Europe must adhere to gas emissions inspections to the government's requirements to limit emissions. The social criteria revolve around how a company manages relationships with employees, suppliers, customers, and the community. Lastly, the governance deals with leadership, executive pay, audits, shareholder rights, and more. Okay, so the ESG standards are almost a way of keeping a company's morality in check while limiting its effect on the government. How then is this all measured and quantified into an ESG score for a company? As of early 2020, there are now 22 quantitative core metrics outlined in the Davos Manifesto 2020 for businesses to strive to meet for a good ESG score. In the future, it will be expanded to 34 metrics that are structured to align with the UN's 2030 Agenda for Sustainable Development, an updated version of Agenda 21 created in 1992. ESG scores are measured by various organizations using the same metrics. These organizations include Bloomberg, MCSI, S&P SAM, Sustainer Analytics, ISS ESG, and RepRisk. They judge each company's ESG score by their own scales. To get these scores, they go over company disclosure documents, questionnaires, news and media, and other public information to judge how high their score should be. Wow, going through all those corporate documents, reading through press releases to judge how ESG friendly a company is, sounds like a fun job. What then are the top ESG rated companies? According to Morningstar, who gets their ESG score data from Sustainer Analytics, Some of the top-rated companies include Microsoft, Allegiant Technologies, Hasbro, and the Home Depot. Hmm. I would have thought Tesla would have been up there. I would have thought so too, but according to Sustainer Analytics website, they have a high-risk score. Out of a score between zero being the lowest risk and 40 being the highest, 
Tesla re received a high risk rating of 31.3. They should be a low risk company as they manufacture electric vehicles, which limit emission scores to zero. Still, they fail on the social aspect as Tesla CEO Elon Musk may make controversial statements on Twitter or the famous three hour long Joe Rogan podcast. Well, creating a good public perception isn't always about what you do. Politicians should know. Many times it's only about what you say. Yes, but regardless, I believe that electric vehicles are going to be one of the biggest changes that we will see in years to come in major assistance to global warming and environmental issues. I would say I'm finally feeling the effects of the ESG and their goals are coming to real life. Every time I get a cardboard straw to drink my latte from, I thank them. <laughs> Absolutely. So now for the miscellaneous minute. We want to end our podcast with some fun and unrelated news happening in our area or in the world. The 2020 Olympics has finally arrived. Wait, we're still calling it the 2020 Olympics? We're not in the year 2020 anymore, right? No, we are not. But apparently, Tokyo decided to keep its 2020 Olympic Games brand name. According to Yahoo Sports, Tokyo decided to keep it because it would have been too expensive to rename their torches, medals, and other branding items to Olympics 2021. Okay, well, I would have liked to keep 2020 in the past, but I understand the move. Yeah, I was hoping to get some kind of 2021 Olympic souvenir because it would be a collectible in years to come. What event are you most excited for? Good question. Uh, swimming is always a classic Olympic sport to watch. I feel like it's always on ever since Michael Phelps came along. What I really want to watch instead are some of the other sports we never get to see. I want to see the javelin throw. That would be fun to watch. What about you? I am a sucker for gymnastics. I just love it so much. And I grew up a cheerleader, so every Olympics, I am glued the TV for the gymnastics events. However, I am excited to watch baseball, which is coming back special just for the Tokyo Olympics. Special, eh? Why is that? Well, I guess there's some sort of rule where if there's a lot of national pride for a certain sport in the city where the Olympics is being held, sports like that we don't normally see in the Olympics every year can come back just for that Olympics. Interesting. I thought so too. Well, come back next Friday to learn more. This concludes the market commentary with Black Summit. To learn more or get in touch, visit our website, blacksummitfg.com, or our Facebook page, Black Summit Financial Group. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for investment decisions. The views mentioned do not reflect the views or opinions of Black Summit FG. Clients of Black Summit Financial Group may maintain positions in securities discussed in this podcast. We do not recommend any securities or options mentioned, nor is this a research report or investment advice.